Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany Blackman. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing out there today? It's so great to come to you today. And I am bringing you a ton of information. A ton. And that's what you look for. You look to me and hopefully we can educate you and make you fabulous people, even more fabulous than you are, but health. And we're talking about health today. And we've been doing quite a few blog posts on sunscreen and cover your protection against the sun because we have different demographics, different age groups that are a little more sun sensitive. And then we have the C word, the cancer word as well. And I have two fabulous women with me today on Zoom. And I want you to all welcome to the show, Melissa Papak and Alyssa Adams from Cabana Live. Welcome to the show, girls. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. You are so welcome. Absolutely. So you guys are, I'm so blessed to have you come today through Zoom this technology that we've all found. We didn't know about this a year and a half ago, did we? But Melissa, you're in Florida and you're the founder of Cabana Life. And Alyssa, you are in Dallas, not far from me at all. So thank you so much for for coming on today. Thanks for having us. Okay. So Cabana Life, I have to tell you girls, I'm in love. I am uh, 56 years old and the son, back when I was in my 20s, I was the one with the baby oil, the iodine, and that fabulous, not so fabulous anymore blanket that was silver. Reflective, I'm seeing that now. Okay, so did anyone else do that? Did y'all do that? Uh, you did. I did. Yes. I was a lifeguard. Oh, no. And I had baby oil and sunscreen all the time. I Melissa taught me the error of my ways, unfortunately. Oh, my goodness, right? And I have strawberry blonde hair and... Um, freckles and blue eyes. So I think I wasn't under any illusion that I could really get tan, but, um, my mother was really on top of my sunscreen growing up. Perhaps I had a few rebellious moments in my teens, but I would burn if I went, um, without sunscreen. So I was fairly good or so I thought, um, until I had skin cancer and learned so quickly about all of this information that is now becoming more and more readily available, but um, there's just so much to learn. There's you, so much. We learning. hear the story that you said all the time. And while you can't go back and undo your past, there are definitely things you could do moving forward um, in terms of protecting your skin, early detection, keeping on top of it. So it's never too late to start great sun protective habits. Well, let me introduce you as the the founder and co-founder of Cavana Life. And I want you to explain this, but everyone... Let's go back to the girlfriends. These gals have been besties for 15 years. So how did you meet? Let's start. We're going to talk about the wonderful, fabulous Cabana life. But how did you meet? So we were both working in the magazine industry in New York City um, and running in the same circle of business circle. Uh, Alyssa was at Vanity Fair. Um, I had left my full-time position at 17 Magazine and was freelancing for a lot of the different magazines going on the news, talking about what you should be wearing. Um, And I was doing some freelance work at Vanity Fair. And that's how we met initially. Um, So it was work before friendship. And uh, we actually were not best friends before we started Cabana Life. Over the course of 15 years in the trenches together, um, we became everything to each other. But we really just knew each other from a, a business relationship to start. 
And that's that's how it starts sometimes. I mean, you just become yeah. the best of friends. So 15 and years. I had uh, Melissa, um, I had been at Vanity Fair for a while and was kind of getting burned out and thinking about having a family. Um, and Melissa, as she had mentioned, was at 17 Magazine doing a lot of different freelance gigs. So I offered, um, I was thinking about doing the same and asked Melissa to lunch so I could understand more about how she freelanced for various magazines. And then that was the first time she decided to share her information about her brainchild of cadet life with me. Wow. Um, and she said, well, I don't know if I'll be freelancing anymore. I'm actually thinking about starting this company um, and started telling me about it. And it absolutely resonated with me because at the time, um, my mother-in-law and grandmother had skin cancer. Unfortunately, they both passed away from it. You're kidding. Really? Um, but, and, um, but it definitely resonated with me and gave my notice. And two months later, hopped on board with Melissa, um, to launch our first collection shortly thereafter. Wow. Okay. So you were Vanity Fair and teen. So somewhat a fashion world, right? I mean, but you, what area of in, in, in uh, magazines were you or publication? What areas were you sales or? So both of us were in marketing, marketing, uh, marketing okay. and PR. So okay. we would work with the sales teams and come up with all of the fun events that the magazines host and in order to get the advertisers in and buying more ad pages. Right. Uh, right. So okay. In different forms. Right. Uh, we both were doing the same thing across so the different magazines. The fashion, I mean, you have a you have a, a very, very um you it's a it's a company that is necessary. And especially during this day and age, I mean, like we were talking earlier, I didn't realize we would sunscreen wasn't really a thing. I remember Coppertone a long time ago um, and goodness knows what was in it. But once upon a time, but my grandmother, girls, she's French and would always make me or encourage me to wear long sleeves and a floppy hat and gloves and long pants. And I was like, that's not cool. But I did. I did. And I think for her being an example, um, that was interesting. But do you find with your company and tell us about your company that pe people need sun protection? But tell us about your company first. Sure. So I totally agree with you. I think there weren't many options back then. Certainly when I was growing up, I think there was one sunscreen my mom used to put on me, UVAL, um, and it was white and thick. And then when I was in my 20s and I was diagnosed with a malignant melanoma at age 26, um, by that time, of course, you know, sunscreen was readily available, but when I had my diagnosis and trust me, the last thing I expected to hear at 26 was the word cancer. Like it was, um, just mind blowing. And I think like so many other people, I thought of it as cancer light, right? Like, you know, Oh, it's skin cancer. Just you'll cut it. And like, I literally was crying about the thought of having a scar mm -hmm. when my dermatologist said to me, um, no, no, like you could die from this. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm 26 and it's skin cancer and like, it's no big deal. And he's like, no, it's a malignant melanoma and, you know, people die from this. And I was blown away. Um, and when I was sitting there getting it removed after the dermatologist said, you really need to start wearing sun protective clothing. And again, that kind of reminds me of how like sunscreen wasn't readily available, wasn't when we were growing up, right? Sun protective clothing at that point, and this is, you know, flashback to 2001, it wasn't 
being talked about. I mean, I was the person for these magazines that would go on the news and sit with the anchor and say, oh, well, white is the new black and this is what you should be wearing. And I would talk about fashion all day. I would host fashion shows. I was, you know, in fashion from the marketing and branding side, um, but kind of as this, you know, front person for the magazines. And nobody was talking about sun protective clothing. And what I didn't realize was that my lightweight cotton clothing wasn't protecting me as much as I thought it was. When I heard that lightweight cotton, a lightweight cotton white t-shirt is on average SPF five. Oh my goodness. And thinking back to all the times I would put that on and walk out in the summer, nobody was putting sunscreen under their clothing, but you weren't really, some people get burned through their clothing, but most people weren't, but the UVA rays were penetrating through, um, and going deep into the skin. And I was just so floored by this information. And I was like, how come nobody's talking about it? How are all these people walking around making these choices in the warm weather, putting things on and feeling like they're protected? And he said, okay, well, this is what's available. He brought in a catalog. And really at that time, it was only available through your dermatologist via a catalog. And so he brings in this catalog And I look at it and I say, okay, well, now this all makes sense. Um, No wonder nobody's wearing this or talking about it. I'm like, does it have to be ugly to work? Or could it be cute and fashionable? (laughs) Is it ugly? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just your dermatologist, but I don't think it has to be ugly to work. Um, So that's where the idea to really come up with something that fuses fashion with function came from. And I didn't want to have anyone have to sacrifice their sense of style or fashion by making a sun safe choice. And what really bothered me also at the time was it wasn't available and it wasn't being spoken about. And so I wanted to create something that was fashionable enough that it could sit on a rack alongside whatever trendy thing was happening in that moment in fashion and that it would be carried in stores proudly, not because it's sun protective, but because it was fashionable as well. So really taking that concept of fashion and function and putting it together. Now, I had no idea about how to manufacture clothing. (laughs) I researched sun protective fabrics for years before I even, you know, uttered the words cabana life. Um, When Alyssa and I spoke that day at lunch, which is definitely one of the best days of my life. Baseball day. But I know, I can't imagine um, going through this journey, not with the two of us taking on this incredible adventure that we've had together. So um, yeah, that's how it started. And again, huge learning curve on figuring out everything in between, but that was our mission. We set out to really make sun protection accessible um, and fashionable and easy and a no-brainer. Uh, so that's how it started. And here we are today. And what year was this that you had the lunch? So we had, I had the skin cancer in 2001 and we, we had lunch probably in 2005. 2005. Yep. Okay. So we are, you, you guys have been doing this for a while. So you, it just took you some time to get it going. And so <laughs> tell me about your roles, each of your roles, because again, in different cities, we've, we're still going through a pandemic. I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going with fashion. You seem to be just killing it. And I, and I have to absolutely bring something up in just a minute. You talk up, well, I'm going to tell it now. This past weekend I was in Austin and, you know, we've been planning this podcast with the two of you for a while. And, um, my interest was piqued for for many, many reasons, but I was at my dermatologist in Austin. Um, we travel back and forth. And so I went to see uh, Westlake Dermatology and I'm walking in and I said, 
Oh my gosh, that's Cabana Life on the mannequin. Okay, very um, exclusive. It's called Eden, a little boutique down in Austin. And girls, they had it styled so beautifully. I overheard one of the salespeople talking about it. And I asked her what she thought about it being like myself. She didn't know I had these fabulous garments behind me. But I mean, at at dermatology, dermatologist offices, they're selling your clothing. They're branding your clothes. I'm so proud of you. That's huge, right? Oh, thank you. Okay. I'm so happy that you saw it there. Um, I will say that Westlake Dermatology is a wonderful practice, a wonderful partner of ours. Um, most dermatology practices are not equipped to carry clothing. Sure. Um, so while they are absolutely great partner and um, are thinking ahead, um, we do, th- we are happy to work with all dermatology practices. It is mostly available at places like Everything But Water for you know that sells swimwear or Dillard's or West Marine, and then a ton of boutiques and Rich Carlton's and um, all of that. So it's great to hear that you saw it there. Oh my goodness, and I respect that practice so much, and so many more. And um, I was just so happy when I walked in, and and there. The top I have on now is right on the mannequin. So, and they were, they love your product. So, and they love what you're doing. So can you believe from that lunch where you're sitting together, where you are now? It has been such a ride. And and what we didn't mention was because nobody was talking about it at that time. And because what we knew how to do was market and brand. We didn't, again, know how to manufacture clothing or anything in between, but we knew that in order to get the message out, we needed to appeal to parents. So we actually launched Cabana Life with um, a kid's line because we felt like we could get the attention of parents when it comes to protecting their kids. And then that they would start thinking, well, what should I be doing for myself? So that's how we got in the door, got some attention, got the momentum going about, um, the conversation of sun protection. And also, you know, after having the skin cancer, I was saying just the other day, I knew I could talk about my story right once maybe that season, but by starting Cabana Life, it really gave us a vehicle to create awareness and to continue to have this dialogue that, you know, we can attach this problem, which is not pretty, it's scary, it's ugly, it's gross, to a solution that's really beautiful and easy and makes your life better in so many ways. So kind of getting the word out there about the dangers and the problem while also creating this um, easy solution. Yes. So we started with kids and the brand has evolved. Um, In 2012, we added women's and that was a huge game changer. And that actually in fact, um, accounts for most of our business right now. And we have laughed um, endlessly, I'd say. Uh, Especially through the pandemic. <laughs> we, we, I think, have learned so much um, and are so grateful for our team who helps us make it happen every day and for our customers who are out there with their feedback, um, helping make us a better company and giving us information on what they're looking for and what they want. So I think we're just so grateful to be on this journey and to continue to have this ability to help impact people's lives and hopefully get some important information across to them so they avoid 
being in the situation I was in. Education. Absolutely. So tell me what you do, your, your co-founders. So what are your roles? So if you'll tell me, Alyssa, what is your role? In- sure. Well, it's definitely evolved over the years. Um, <laughs> Melissa and I, as we had mentioned, came from a very similar background. Um, we were both marketing, branding, um, girls. And back then when we were doing it, um, the irony of it is that none of it was measurable back then. We would, I would throw this million dollar party for Vanity Fair, incorporate all of our advertisers, give them some brand presence and say, Hey, you just got your brand in front of all these celebrities and decision makers. And we would move on our way. I write up a page report and it would say how many people were there. And that was that. And now we're in this day and age where we can measure every single thing we do when it comes to marketing. And I absolutely love that um, and have found it fascinating. But backtracking about what we were doing, um, Melissa and I were doing the exact same thing <laughs> at the beginning, which was just trying to get it in the hands of celebrities because getting it to Nicole Kidman and Madonna back then, which we did, was really what was driving um, the press and all of that. And that's really how we started the brand, was really the marketing. Um, and we were both doing it together. And then over time, especially in the past five or six years, um, and we kind of moved away from each other seven, eight years ago, um, we um, fell into more of the roles that we are now. I'm concentrating more on the wholesale side, which has definitely been a rocky road through the pandemic with all of our retailers. Um, and how best to integrate that now with all the learnings we have with e-commerce, because there's so much that we can do to support our retailers. Um, we're at about 300 retailers across the country and actually internationally. Wow. Um, we get new retailers and boutiques every day asking for product. Um, we're in about a thousand doors, I should say, but at 300 different retailers and whatnot, a lot of them have multiple doors. Um, and so I definitely work on that part of the business. The inventory flow, um, just because I'm looking at what we need for e-com and wholesale. And then Melissa and I, because we always both came from the marketing end, partner with her really um, together on all of the marketing stuff. She really and I'll let her explain it, drives more of the brand um, and the brand presence and mission. But um, really getting into the analytics of it all um, with our digital team. And we have such an amazing team. One of our big things has been, um, if we're going to hire you, you need to be an entrepreneur yourself and own your area. And we give um, what I hope everybody feels a lot of room to run with their area. And we learn so much from them. Um, and really they kind of help educate, um, our entire team as we continue to evolve and grow both in e-commerce and with our retail partners. I mean, that is amazing because my husband always says, and my husband, uh, retired, sold his company and he's always says, hire people smarter than yourself, you know, that has different life experiences and bring these experience both positive and not so positive to the game because you learn, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I learned so much from my, from my, uh, not so positive experience. You know what I mean? Just in business, yeah, in this no. new business, the analytics too, that you talk about, Alyssa, are mind blowing. And in my business, I didn't realize, I mean, I'm a chef. I mean, that's, that's my career and certainly didn't understand the analytic piece 
I mean, it's amazing. I mean, just the printouts every day of who's watching and where it's going and who you're hitting. It's amazing. So that's it a, is fascinating. Right? It really is. It is fascinating. Yeah. Right. I know. Mm-hmm. So and tell so us I, of Melissa about I, you. What are you you're doing the same oh, yeah. thing, right? Trying to <laughs> you do nothing, Melissa. She just sits back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. So I um work with a lot of our creatives, um, come up with the prints with our print designers, um, you know, kind of edit the collection and make sure we're putting out what our customers are going to love, hopefully, um, and then do a lot of the marketing and branding and um, definitely uh, deal with all of our factories and the production and all that fun stuff. So it really turns into a 24-hour-a-day job some some times of year between making sure everything is happening um, here with our team's in the U.S. And then we have some people over in India that help manufacture the product as well. So. Wow. That's interesting. It's fun, but it's always changing and we're always learning. I think that's probably the best part of it is that it's especially also, I feel like in the last five years with like Alyssa was saying, the e-commerce and the marketing and everything changing in the world of influencers, because we came from the days um, when working at Condé Nast and marching in, in our stilettos was it, right? Mm -hmm. That was like what you aspired to achieve in the marketing magazine world. And now it's like, everyone is controlling the content, right? Everyone's putting out what they want to, and they have a platform for it, which is amazing. And then how do brands like ours start interacting with this new format? Um, And now in a world where you can, like Alyssa said, really measure with analytics and see what's working and what's not working and make real-time tweaks and decisions. It's just, it's fascinating. And it's, it's, mind-blowing and exciting to continue to be on the cutting edge and try and figure out the best practices. Absolutely. So I do want to go into um, your designs and the fabric and what makes this sun protective, but I have behind me, and you can't see it, anyone, but I'm going to talk through a couple of things if you don't mind. Sure. So um, Cabana Life sent me a few things, and they're, they're, they're so me. I'm assuming, I, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is so me. Oh, my goodness. Um, but one is a Terry, is, would you call it, and, and forgive me, I don't have the exact name, but the Terry tunic, and it's in this beautiful orange apricot. And, I mean, my daughter was like, Mom, that's not that's not a SPF. And, I mean, just, just her, because it's so beautiful. I mean, is that, that, that would be a challenge, but tell us about the fabric. I mean, this is terry cloth, right? Is that, is that fair enough to say? terry cloth. So we have a bunch of, (laughs) several different fabrics. Um, Our terry cloth tunics are incredibly popular. They're great and easy to throw on over a bathing suit or just to run around town. Um, And really we have two different customers, right? We have the customer that comes to us first because it's sun protective and bonus, it's fashionable. And then we also have customers that come to us first because it's fashionable and they love the prints and bonus it's sun protected. Mm-hmm. So we're realistic. We have garments that cover your, you know, arms, full legs, full coverage. And then we also have sleeveless pieces as well, because you're still getting the sun protection on, you know, your midsection. And if you want to throw a wrap on over it, we sell those separately as well. But we really, you know, let people take their sun protection into their own hands while providing solutions that make them feel beautiful and good. So the fabrics are all lightweight. Um, There are different fabrications, but a lot of them 
are similar to swim fabric. Um, they're stretch, they're breathable, they're great and easy to travel. They dry quickly. So there are all of those attributes in addition to the sun protection. And it's achieved um, through the weave of the fabric, the, the porosity and the tightness of the weave, but they're yet you know lightweight and they don't feel restrictive. Um, they're breathable. So we, we recognize, I think the most important part when I was sitting in my dermatologist's office that day, sun protective clothing is only effective if you wear it, right? So this is true. you have to create something that somebody wants to wear, something that feels good on their body and is in line with their fashion sense. So that's really what we focus on doing when we're researching fabrics and coming up with the silhouettes and the different prints. So explain to me, and I have a swimsuit in my hand now, a fabulous one, by the way, because I'm that woman that wears long sleeves. I try to be as chic as possible and I'm going to be in this one, but it's black and it's, it's a one piece with fabulous. I mean, it's, there's Very great James Bond, right? Yes. Like, I mean, it's just so classic and chic. And again, it, you know, sun protection, I, is it, is it a, is it kind of, oh gosh, saying that it's black, the color black, that's helps, right? Because that's what I read. I mean, once upon sure. a time, you just wear black clothes, right? So basically a black t-shirt is going to have a higher, let's back up. So SPF is what's measured for like cosmetics and sunscreen. UPF is for fabrication and that stands for ultraviolet protective factor. And um, so a black t-shirt inherently has a higher UPF than a white one because there's more dye in there. So yes, your darker fabrics usually offer a little bit more sun protection, but with all of our fabrics, the weave of the fabric um, helps provide and make sure that the sun isn't penetrating through the fabric. And so 50 plus is the highest rating available. Um, so even if let's say, you know, it comes back and it's 200, the highest rating that you can put on clothing is UPF 50 plus, And that means it's 55 or higher um, and it lasts the lifetime of the garment. And so we are adamant that everything in our collection, some people have UPF 30 or whatever, but Cabana Life, anything you will ever buy from us is going to be UPF 50 plus because that's the highest rating available. And really as a brand, that's what we stand for is providing that best and highest rated sun protection in everything we do. I was searching through your website to see if there was something less than 50 and there's it not. It make life so much easier. I think we could play with other fabrics that, you, you know. pair of linen pants. Yes. White linen pants for us are never going to achieve that. And that's kind of our benchmark. Right. Um, as Melissa said, we have people that come to us for two different reasons, but we want to ensure that we always satisfy our original mission, which was to provide some protection in everything that we do. But absolutely um, don't ever want to sacrifice it for style, which is why we have those sleeveless dresses that maybe appeal to people and they can put on sunscreen on their arms if they want. Oh, um, yes. I mean, everyone... wearing this all day, you don't need to reapply. This, Which is great. This dress, um, I, everyone look on the website. It has beautiful little tassels at the bottom. What is the name of this dress? So that is, I think that's the new spring regatta one, actually. But regatta. we had a very popular one last year that uh, you would have thought that it cured COVID because <laughs> when the world shut down and everyone was like running to get food at the grocery store and, you know, the world basically came to a, a shutdown, somehow that one dress on our website was 
what everyone needed in that moment of complete isolation and uh, <laughs> and lockdown. They still need, it just makes everybody happy. It does. It's just a happy dress and um, it is our number one selling dress. Is it really? And you have so many fabulous colors and prints. And um, those of you listening to me today, I am doing a full photo shoot with all of these fabulous things in a couple of weeks. So the feet, it'll probably come out in late May. So you'll see all these Fabulous, fabulous designs on my feed for sure. So the pandemic, let's talk about that. Other than the dress, how did it affect you guys? Ooh, geez. <laughs> uh, it, it was definitely, you know, a moment where you're just like, okay, wow. Right. Yes. Like I think any business owner had that, where is this going? How is this going to affect everything? You know, in building a company, right? You have this mission and you're building it on, building on, building on it. And then you bring into your fold teams of people, stores, all of these people that are depending on you, your supply chain, you as an employer, like it, it just gets bigger and, um, more meaningful, which is great. And that's what you want it to do. But in a moment like that, where you're just like, how is this, you know, going to play out? And fortunately for us, you know, we had the big pivot in March because we're a travel brand as well. And of course, travel just ended. And a lot of our content that was already created for March and April was all spring break related. So, I mean, our poor content manager at the time, it was like pivot, 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 you know, staycation, every day to vacay and like trying to be, um, you know, sensitive to what everyone was going through. And I think it also, for me personally, you know, it is something that grew and grew and it was amazing. And I'm so proud of that, but it also gave Alyssa and I a chance to like get back to basics and being the scrappy people we were when we started this. And I mean, I remember Alyssa said to me one time after like one of our brainstorm meetings, she's like, I know this sounds awful to say, but like, I'm kind of having fun in that like entrepreneurial, like, let's figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We're just going to make it happen. We're just going to keep pivoting. We're just going to keep going around. And I think what I realized one day when I was outside jogging, and I feel like in those first few weeks, that's was, you know, on zoom calls or jogging in that unprotective shirt that you have on there. I was like, okay, what can we do as a brand and as a company, and what do we have to give? We could make masks, but that wasn't going to happen overnight. What do we have at this moment, right? We have this amazing community of people. And surprise, I have a warehouse with like over a hundred thousand pieces of clothing that make women smile. And like everyone going through this, whether you're a frontline worker, whether you're a mom trying to log into school, whether you're just, you know, worried you're not going to see your grandkids, everyone needed something to smile about. So we did, um, we launched this campaign called spread sunshine, where we encouraged everyone to, um, write in and nominate somebody that was just spreading sunshine or needed a little sunshine or, and in that they, the person they nominated would win a free dress and they, the person that nominated them, cause we're huge fans of being cheerleaders. I think mm-hmm. both of us, you know, with everyone in our company, we're like the ones out there with the pom-poms rooting. So we felt like the person that was making the nomination should also get something right. Because you're 
who are about supporting girlfriends and sure. the amount of stories and the outpouring and just we couldn't even narrow it down. I was like, we're just going to give everything to everybody. I don't even know. <laughs> and we just put them up on blogs and blogs and pages and pages of like just the most inspiring stories. Somebody nominating themselves, somebody nominating me. Like it was just so amazing to just get in touch and be real and take over Instagram for a week, which is not my strong suit and say like, this is what's happening. You know, we're freaked out. You're freaked out. We're all doing the best we can and connecting to everyone. And then, um, standing for what we always stood for, which is to protect everyone. And so we started giving money to get PPE on the front lines and we could help protect people that way. So it gave us this vehicle that we had always had, but the ability to kind of connect at a deeper level when everyone was really stripped so raw. And then of course, everyone started going out and having social gatherings. And so the e-com business in May, from May on, you know, we had the best summer we've ever had. So that was fortunate. And it killed us to watch our stores who are such an important part of our business being shut down. Mm -hmm. And um, it really forced us to say, okay, like Alyssa was mentioning, what can we do? How can we drive traffic to their stores if they're open and doing deliveries? How can we work with them on payment terms? How can we be good partners. Um, and all in all, it all worked out really, you know, we came out of it and it, it feels like so much more than a year ago. I mean, we're, you know. I think one of the biggest things for everybody too, was it hit and you had no idea how to plan, um, and, and plan for it from an inventory standpoint from, we had so many, I mean, all of our retailers are on terms with us. So we had a ton of accounts receivable open. Well, when are these stories going to be open? Where are they going to be able to pay us? How can we partner with them to make sure that they, you know, that we can survive with them again in 2021. And that's what's been so awesome. Um, And our customers too, I think Melissa to her point with the spread sunshine, everybody had this moment because there was more time with whatever your day normally looked like to sit and reflect. And that spread sunshine campaign allowed customers of ours and brand ambassadors of ours to do that for them their family and their friends. And I think that was what was so awesome um, was that, you know, both Melissa and I had this moment to stand back, but so did everybody. Everybody took a step back and it, what came out of it was really just the most beautiful words and stories. Um, And it has fueled us to continue on. um, And it's been so great to like over the past year. And, you know, we're, we're all hopeful that we're on our way out that um, I think us as uh, Melissa and I and our team and our brand and everybody that we partner with, whether it's a retailer or an influencer, our customers will be are coming out of it in a better way, maybe more of an entrepreneurial way, which I think is so funny because it's why we were, why we enjoy doing this, the entrepreneurial spirit and learning things and doing things different and pivoting. And I think everybody, whether you're a huge company or a small company has learned how to appreciate that um, entrepreneurial spirit and turning around things on a dime. It's, that's, that's very true. I started the podcast um, January of 2020, and then we were shut down, you know, shortly thereafter. And I told Paul, my producer and I, I'm like, I'm not, we're, we're going to have a podcast every single week. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And of course you're going, 
oh, am I really? But doing it very creatively, but making sure for a year now, getting into a year and a half now, it's, you know, you just have to pivot and figure out, okay, what do people want? What are they doing? And you know what I'm saying? It's just, Mm -hmm. you see the success stories everywhere. I see so many people that so many people and entrepreneurs on my show and that I interact with of the success that has come out. And it did make us sit down and go, okay, let's all just breathe a minute, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I do want to talk to you about, I definitely want to talk about this to you, Melissa, of what the signs, when you had that diagnosis back in 20, 2001, at 26, where you're, you're, you just, you can't even remain, you can't imagine it, right? So what were the signs? What were your symptoms? If you don't mind me asking, because that's education. Of course. So I, in addition to, of course, the, the fabulous fateful day of having lunch with Alyssa for the life of me. Um, I wish I could say I was so in tune with my body and everything. (laughs) I did everything right. Um, the reality was I probably got a new job, got a new health insurance, needed a new primary care physician. And he said, you know, with your skin tone, you should probably get, you know, an annual skin check. And I grew up hearing that, and so I was like, okay. And he's like, well, there's a derm just down the hallway in New York City um, in, in his building. Why don't you just schedule an appointment? Okay. And I did. For whatever reason, I did that day. And I went and I had this appointment. And I will say it was a really fast appointment. And I think because it felt so fast, at the end, the dermatologist said, do you have any questions? I don't recall going in with any questions. I think I thought I was getting gypped somehow. And I rattled off, you know, oh, what's this? 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 this?" And one of my what's this is was this teeny pink spot, not brown, not black, nothing, you know, that was, um, I'm, I'm not a mole person. Like I have so many freckles, but I don't really have moles. So it was pink in color. And I thought it was a scar from a mosquito bite from being in the Hamptons that summer or, you know, back at 26, I might've been out at a nightclub and like in New York city, those days could have gotten like nicked by a cigarette or something, but it was like this weird little pink thing. And, um, and he looked at it and he sprayed it and put his little, uh, magnifier on top of it. And he's like, well, why don't you come back for a biopsy at your leisure? which of course at 26 was, I don't even know. I don't have a leisure. That was. <laughs> right. My leisure. And so amazingly, I actually did it and went for the biopsy and they're like, we'll call you in two weeks with your results. Of course, like two days later, got a phone call. Like you have to come in right now. And mm-mm, mm-mm. again, like I said, I didn't even know what to be afraid of. I just knew it wasn't good that they couldn't tell me over the phone and I had to go in there in person. And at the time I was dating um, this guy who's now my husband and um, all I really knew of skin cancer was that he had it when he was in his twenties and he had this like big silver dollar shaped scar on the back of his knee. And when they went in and they called me in and the dermatologist, like I said, was, you know, giving me saying you have skin cancer. And I was just like, and I'm telling you, I remember being like, oh, am I going to yes. have a scar? Exactly. And that's when he said like, you can die. Cause all I kept thinking about was my boyfriend's scar in the back of his knee that I thought maybe I'd have now on my arm. So, um, Thankfully, it was not very deep. And I changed dermatologists to this amazing surgeon on Park Avenue who like gave me this education. Um, and he was able to go in 
And I have a five inch scar from something that was smaller than an eraser head, probably even half the size of that. Um, and it was amelanotic. So a lot of fair redheads um, will present in this amelanotic fashion, meaning it doesn't have pigment in it. So that's why it was pink. And that's why it was like just a little pink raised dot. And I've spoken to so many dermatologists over the course of cabana life and, you know, doing interviews and different things. And they're like, that is what keeps us up at night are these amelanotic Mm -hmm. melanomas because they're so easy to miss. Um, So I think probably my biggest takeaway from that long winded story there is, you know, your body, the best you're the one showering, shaving in it every day. Um, it's on you to be aware of any changes. And if you notice any changes to bring those up during your next dermatology appointment. And like I said, I'm covered in freckles, so it's kind of hard to find things. And of course, anytime there's a raised anything on my body, um, I'll have my husband like circle it on my back. <laughs> like I'm not going to be able to find that again. And literally I'll go into my dermatologist's office with like pen marks on t- on my skin, just so I don't forget to ask about anything that I've like touched or felt over the months leading up to that um, appointment. So I think it's just do the skin checks, know your body, be aware of the changes because that's really is a big indicator of you know, something's not right. If something's starting to change or grow or bleed, mm-hmm. any of those things. Right, 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 right. And in your treatment, you had it surgically removed. So, so I had it surgically removed, and then, um, and then, of course, went for skin checks every three months after that. And then I did have um, PET scans every year after to make sure it didn't go to my lymph nodes or any internal organs. So that was always such a scary day in the machine, just waiting to see if it had spread internally, but thankfully it was not deep enough. And Um, and then I ended up marrying my husband who had another skin cancer after. So he had melanoma twice and that's not why we got together. Um, that's not what keeps (laughs) us together. It's not a long story there. Definitely. Um, uh, probably was not the best move to move to Florida, but Thankfully, I do have a lot of sun protection for them. That's right. That's right. And Alyssa, you've had it, your family, you've had it in your family as well, right? Yes. Um, my, um, and I think the biggest thing that Melissa was talking about with skin cancer is you feel like you can cut it off and, you know, you're done. And unfortunately, that is not the case. Um, dermatology and detecting it has come a long way um, in the past 15 years and the earliest detection is your best chance of success. But unfortunately, both my grandmother and my husband's mother um, had it 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And once skin cancer gets into your um, body, that's when um, it's the toughest cancer to actually um, really combat. So unfortunately, they both passed away from it. My goodness. Uh, and when I had met Melissa at the time, um, it was before I had kids, but my mother-in-law would always say to me, when you have kids, please make sure that you put them in sunscreen and you cover them up because there wasn't some protective clothing. Please, please, please do it. She had, you know, unfortunately learned her lesson um, the hard way. But, um, and I, even when she would tell me this prior to meeting Melissa, Having been a lifeguard, I was like, what? Really? Can skin cancer do anything? And um, I mean, it's the fastest growing cancer. Um, and it's one of those things like smoking um, and lung cancer that we can do a lot of things up front to help prevent. 
Absolutely. Um, which is what's so awesome um, about what we're doing and even just talking about the fashion of it. What we love is that some people will just find us online or buy us off a rack and maybe they just, they don't think about skin cancer or sun protection at all. They just like the style, but then they get to know more about it and then are even more interested in making sure they're proactive about protecting their skin. So that's a great benefit um, that we've had. It's not only appealing to the people that already are diligent about it, but the people that aren't as diligent or aren't thinking about it, um, but buying our clothing because of the style. And guess what? You know, if you are not using sun protection for the skin cancer factor, which obviously you should be, the benefit to your appearance, 90% of the visible signs of aging are caused by the sun. So whether you want to do it for your health or vanity purposes, like sun protection is never the wrong answer. Absolutely. And I was, I was explaining to you both before, um, I'm in hormone therapy, so uh, bioidentical hormone therapy. And through the aging process, and I'm not a physician, everyone, I'm just a lot of experience right here in this little this body. Um, the lack of, or if when you have testosterone excess, you can have pigmentation. And that's what's happened to me um, in the aging process. So I, when I'm driving, it's the worst on my left side and it's dark, dark pigmentation on my left side. And like, where does this come from? I mean, seriously. So I did talk with my physician, my OBGYN and my hormone therapy physician. And it is, it's because of my hormones and there's, you know, I just have to protect my skin. That is, um, a vanity issue and I'm a little vain, but, um, that, that it's, it's the truth because I have so many friends that are going through this right now. Why are these, where are these brown spots coming from? And a lot of them are on our shoulders and our face and our face, and you guys have hats too. So to me, hats are just make the most sense. Start at the top, obviously, but there's the hormone, uh, variable as well. So you're, there's so many people to reach with your product. And what you said is so true. Also, um, the amount of extra sun damage on your left side, my, uh, my melanoma was on my left oh, arm. My goodness. And I think back to all those years and in school in new Orleans, where I went to college and just, you know, driving around with my friends, me driving, um, and the amount of extra sun exposure you get from being next to that window. And this, the sun exposure does come through windows. I think a lot of people don't realize that. And one of the very funny stories from the beginning of time when we launched Cabana Life, and again, this is back when nobody was talking about sun protection and coming out as marketers, we were like, well, how are we going to convey that the UV radiation is reaching the person wearing our stuff? And so we found that color changing ink that you usually see in like bad touristy shops um, in the Caribbean that were like, it, it, glows up or changes color in the sun. Mm -hmm. And we put it in cute little flamingos and palm trees and put them on little polo shirts and they would change color if you were exposed, you know, to UV radiation and it would fade back to clear when you'd go inside. And I remember being at our, my kitchen table at our house in Connecticut, where I was living at the time with all the swatches, just to check all the screen prints and things. And all of a sudden I'm sitting in our very sunny kitchen and they all start turning to the colors of the pink flamingo, the green trees, everything bright as could be showing that the UV radiation was coming through the window. And even though, you know, I was sitting there in my house, the, the rays are still coming at you. So I feel like so many people, you know, 
oh, oh, it's cold out or, oh, Mm -hmm. it's hazy. These sneaky rays, I think just having a really good sun protective regime that where you're able to start in the morning with your your sunscreen on your face more than just whatever is in your foundation, because that's not giving you enough of what you need Mm -hmm. and being very diligent about it. And just assume you're going to run into the sun at some point during your day, or the weather is going to change because it's sneaky like that. It is. And then it's, it just, people think just because we're going snow skiing, we're not getting sun. Not really. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Some some of the worst burns come from skiing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I can't tell you how much I love your mission. I love your passion. I love your fashion and style. I just love it. I think you're fabulous girls. I just do. So tell us, tell us how we can find you all sorts of outlets. Sure. So cabanalife.com is going to have the widest range of, it will have everything that we offer. Um, so going to cabanalife.com, signing up, getting on our email list. So you're able to find out about the latest launches, sales, all the exciting stuff that we have going on as a brand. We're also on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook at Cabana Life. We also now are on Pinterest as well. And then if you want to go and try it on, look and feel and shop, um, we have amazing stores. Like Alyssa said, we're in a thousand doors throughout the country. Some of our biggest ones are West Marine, Dillard's, everything but water, but also check your local boutiques because um, we're in a ton of boutiques and hotels uh, throughout the country and we love supporting them. And um, it's a great place to go and support your local business. Well, congratulations. I have a question for you, Alyssa, real fast. Men, do you carry men's men's and boys? (laughs) We do. Yes. I just had a text. Someone asked me. Yes. We started um, as a kid's brand, evolved into women's, and we did not want to forget one of the most important members of the family. So (laughs) we do, we carry men's rash guards and we carry men's swim shorts. Um, We are, we have our widest breadth of, of styles in women's, but we definitely do have men. um, And for Father's Day, we will be doing a ton of men's promotions. Ah. There's an idea. There's also great mommy and me and daddy and me. So there's like a lot of family dressing opportunities if that's if that's your thing, or you don't have to be exactly in the same outfit, but there's like similar prints that all kind of work together. So if you want to take your summer photo out there on the beach, um, you could be very coordinated and very sun safe. We get a lot of holiday cards (laughs) and matching cabana life from our customers. We love seeing it. How fun. Well, I am on a mission to get my husband. He he is a little, he has freckles and red hair and bless. He's, he's been safe every time, but I just worry about him. He's been, maybe I should get a sun shirt. You think? So I'm on it. I know where to go. So well, God, well we know where to send one then. We'll absolutely. definitely make sure he's sun safe as well, a redhead too. I know. Right. Right. As light blonde. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on my show today and explaining to so many people and so many listeners and followers with both of our communities, just how important to protect ourselves is most importantly, and then to look fashionably while you're doing it, people. Well, everyone, everyone, thank you so much for listening today. Rate and review, go up in that Apple and Spotify world and rate and review this podcast and let us know what you think. Be safe out there, protect your skin, look great and keep being fabulous. Fabulous.